Hey there, Dave here, along with Chris and Jordan, we are Dumb Money. Welcome to the Friday Happy Hour live chat edition of Dumb Money Live, where we talk about whatever we want to talk about. What moved the markets this week? What's, what's happening with your money? What's happening with my dog, Jimmy Chonga? Um, what happened with Amazon? What happened with the company formerly known as Facebook? What's up with that? Mm. We have a lot to talk about. What a time to be alive. Uh, this is one of those things, guys. This is like, I've been thinking about this all year. I think I, I sound a little less crazy every time I talk about the metaverse now. And I'm kind of excited that Facebook did what it did because... Yeah. It really I, I, validates just they're all in. They're making an investment. And Yeah, I'm, can we play devil's advocate before we go down this mousetrap? Because like I think Jordan has some big news to announce today. And you have some big news to announce, today. Dave. Like really minor um, news. No, to our community, to it. it's huge news. <laughs> to, to our community, it's huge news because the littlest movement in Jordan's thinking is huge news. So, um, but I want to play devil's advocate when it comes to the metaverse. I'm constantly thinking, is this 3D printing all over or is this VR all over again? Because if you remember, 3D printing had this moment when everyone was like, it's going to change the world yeah. now. And I think it will change the world way later. <laughs> VR. Do you remember thing. the moment that uh, that Segway was going to change the world for forever? Like, I it's going to change transportation. That was like yeah. the, the story of 1999 or something. Yeah, I think I think anytime you, you approach one of these topics, whether it's crypto, NFT, any of this stuff, right? Like the metaverse now, you have to have a skeptical mindset. You have to be realistic because it gets real easy to get caught up in all this stuff and when in reality it could take a hell of a lot longer if ever to happen right we just don't know i mean do you remember when back in 1999 2000 when we thought shopping malls were going to be empty and gone within five years like they were going to disappear by 2005 yeah. well guess what they didn't disappear they've changed but they definitely haven't disappeared so yeah, i just want to keep that mindset some of them like have North disappeared. Park hasn't disappeared, but like some of these things have disappeared. Some of them have disappeared. Yeah. True. Um, I listen. Let's get back to this. I think the metaverse and is maybe, possibly, one of the biggest stories of our lifetime. Meaning, I think it's one of the biggest change changes to potentially yeah. happen in our lifetime, which then means it's one of the largest opportunities Investable to invest and make money exactly. in our that's, lifetime. We're always and looking I, for changes. And that that's this is a, like a, a worldwide systematic difference that, that right now, the very cutting edge are buying NFTs and are involved in the metaverse in some way. In five years, in 10 years, do you see the metaverse being bigger than it is today or smaller? That's it. Definitely that's bigger. That's the question. Even, even if, Dave, even if the metaverse doesn't turn into what we all think it might turn into, it will absolutely be bigger. That, that is, I think that's a fact. We're not financial advisors, by the way. These are our opinions. It's a fact in my head. Okay, <laughs> fact in my head. Uh, but I think, I, I don't see any scenario where the metaverse gets smaller because it's been getting bigger every year. It's on that trajectory. I'll, I'll remind everybody that Fortnite is probably one of the biggest metaverses right to date that we've seen most of our kids uh have spent some time in it and spend a lot of time in it um so i think you know one thing really important do you guys read i don't know if you read that article uh the 
announcement by Zuckerberg, was it yesterday or two days ago? But whatever you feel about Zuck, I think that was a really powerful announcement when he announced the change name to Meta and why he's doing it. It's the metaverse will not be controlled by one company. It truly will be built by creators. The metaverse will be built by creators and developers. And it's not about having us spend more time on our phones or online. It's about us making more of the time that we spend online through social, right? It's about connecting on a deeper level through social. It's about the concept of not having those boundaries if you want to connect with your family um, and you can't connect with your family every day. You can do so in a more intimate way or your friends or increasing the potential points of contact for you to meet new people. I have to tell you, since COVID, I have met more new people and developed more relationships, oddly, than I have in the last 10 or 15 years, just here in the last two years, because I've done it over Zoom, I've done it over Discord, I've done it in these different communities I'm a part of now, and it's very I would say I would me. say number-wise, I'm now interacting with more people. The level of closeness and engagement is smaller, but I think that's where like technology and the metaverse expanding is going to is going to make that a little bit closer, right? It's going to blend reality and and this online only. Yeah, you know, Dave, I was in you know those mall uh, places where you can experience VR. Uh, they have mm -hmm. one at North Park. I've, AMC. It's a division of AMC actually. First of all, the technology is not great. It's not nearly as good as I thought it would be. But there's this moment where you're standing with a full VR headset and there's screens all around you. And it, like the one that I did, it takes you down and lowers you over a cliff onto this beautiful beach where mm -hmm. there's like a beach hut. And then you like kind of settle on the beach, even though the technology was nowhere near where it needs to be. And I know that will get corrected for a moment. I was thinking I could actually just stay here for hours and enjoy this beach with my VR headset. It's, it is that nice. And when mm -hmm. they increase the tech 10x, 20x, 30x, like, I, it really is a game changer in terms of bringing you into new worlds. And imagine if everything was holograph, right? You could holographically interact with real people or people's avatars. I don't know, or a combination feel, of the two. I feel like we're at the point. Do you remember the old clip of the Today Show, where I think it's like Jane Pauley and Bryant Gumbel, where they're trying to explain what the internet is, and they, they say, well, yeah, it's this thing where you just put the, the little A with a circle sign, and then you can like, like send a letter through it. And it, it's like, we don't even understand where this all could go, but we have to be open to the idea of it's going to go, and it's going to be Bigger. We're gonna we're gonna sound like an idiot when we look back and talk about where the, what we thought that this could be. We're gonna we're gonna sound idiotic. Well, well, let me say this. You know, I talk about NFTs all the time, and I I really do feel that part of my thesis on NFTs is the explosion of the metaverse. But what if the metaverse goes in the direction where it's not necessarily about avatars and it's all human holograph and it becomes super weird yeah. if you try to have any representation through an avatar. That could be maybe not the best thing for NFT, at least the avatar uh, sector of the of NFTs. So I think a lot of people are assuming that the metaverse is going to be you being whoever you wanna be and having all these fake things, right? But what if it's so real that it, it kind of displaces that. But even so, listen, I don't know. I think the metaverse 
will be massive. I just don't know what it will look like yet. Um, if I look at the metaverses out there right now, they're not really places that I want to spend time in at all. Yeah. At all. So I, I think this is going to be one of those things that is going to take a lot longer to play out than people anticipate. But I do think it's the type of thing that once it actually comes through and happens, and we have, I think Zuckerberg was talking about his goal was to have, what was it, 100 million people on the met, in the metaverse. I think once that happens, it will be a game changer unlike we've ever imagined. Because imagine the ability to interact with brands and experiences and but, concerts. Like, well, yeah, but, but you're already interacting with brands and you're, I mean, the internet is, I mean, Facebook already is a metaverse. It's it's just no, not this. Dave. Are you saying the metaverse is going to be this 3D representational wear goggles and wander around a artificial shopping mall? Or yeah, are you let, let me tell you, the, the it's interaction. It's like a network, an inter, interconnected, just a one step closer to being there, but not like what? What, yeah, what is your the, vision of what the, the interaction with brands sucks right now? Like I, I, I remember in in like the early two thousands, I was working in digital advertising, the real birth of inter, of digital advertising, and I remember telling everybody I knew this stinks. The pop ups, the generic ads. I was like, you guys have no idea where this is going. Every ad in ten years is going to be laser targeted to you. Based, yeah. I, I remember I used to tell the story about how we're, they're going to know where you're going, when you're going there, and who you are to put the perfect ad in front of you. And we are there right now. We're like pretty much there, if not for the government forcing a lot of these companies to like remove their targeting now. Right? We're there. But here's we, the thing: the we were there even then, though. There were there were the ability to have the location on your phone connect to. Like, I remember but even in 99 when I left Yahoo, we had a we had the technology. It was called like you didn't have as much information targeted to the individual as you yeah. do now. Or the ability, Jordan, to actually right. make use of that through an ad network, right? That would be targeted right. in that in fashion. Right, in real time as you're serving up an ad. But I'm yeah. talking about the experience of it. And let me explain what I'm getting at here. I think it's insane that if you think, let's just talk about music and concerts. So many people would love to go to this concert and that concert and that concert. Yet the number of people that actually go to concerts is so tiny because why? First of all, you could only sell so many tickets. Second of all, it's crazy expensive. Third of all, you have to be in a geographic area when that person happens to be there and available to see that concert at that moment in time, right? So imagine mm -hmm. just the concept of experiences like concerts playing out through the metaverse to where it is like 98% as real as the real thing. That, and you get to experience it with your friends, right? Yeah. Like with people you know from around the world. Like that is a game changer. And that's just like one little thing of concerts, right? And if you imagine everything else, how about family reunions? How many people actually get to have an in-person family reunion? You have to be from a wealthy family, generally, for people to be able to fly around the world or country to go see each other. It's hugely a pain in the butt, expensive. Like, we do it, but like, we're not representative of the average person in the world. How great would it be for everyone get to do get to do regular family reunions and have it be 95% as good as being there in person? That is a game changer for just life, like the quality of life in general. And when you start to bring all these things, yeah, if you were interacting with brands, right, 
not as like an advertisement necessarily, but if like you're seeing it in the Nokia theater or whatever, why am I using Nokia as a term from like the 90s? Uh, <laughs> AT&T, whatever, but like that had that branding all over it. And instead of them paying all that money to have 50,000 people in arena, there were 50 million people in that arena, right? Like how much of a game changer is that for AT&T? And instead of having a static neon sign up, right? AT&T could have just mind-blowingly cool stuff happening at the concert related to AT&T, right? And I, yeah, again, but, that's a I mean, terrible does example. That even, yeah, that's a terrible example because I don't even want to look at mind-blowing advertising but, content. But, but, but what if it was done in such a way... Listen, I always go back to advertising because I think at the end of the day, there's opportunities for revenue here, right? And they, they're endless. And I well, think that's the only thing, right? So like, if there's no revenue, then there's no point. And so that's, that's and that's what really this all boils down to for Facebook is that they're realizing that they're that they're missing out on these younger audiences, and so they've got to capitalize on that, right? They basically turned Facebook into Boomerbook. Um, yeah. You know, Instagram's starting to slip away, and they they have to reach. Well, how ridiculous is it, Jordan, that an ad today is still an interstitial like like thing that happens between flipping screens on Instagram or on TikTok. Like that is so dumb. That is so like not integrated into the way that ads, that brands should be interacting with us they're, because they're restricted to screen real estate and having to like stick themselves in the middle of something else that we're doing, right? There are just, if they could interject themselves into our lives um, in a way that's super relevant. And let me take that AT&T example away and rather than it be AT&T, there's just <clears throat> hyper-customizable ways for us to be introduced to new brand experiences, new companies, new products, new vehicles, what, all of it, right? Through the things that we're actually doing inside the metaverse. So it just, just connects with us in a different way. I think it's, I see it re really clearly the same way that I saw the granularity of ad targeting in the early 2000s unfolding in the 2000s and teens, which has happened. So I agree, Jordan, the ad and the revenue pressure is what's going to push the metaverse forward. Because I'll tell you right now, you know, we're working on, you know, we're working on this ice cream venture, right, with Dylan, and we're doing it in New York. And we don't like Dylan's a creator. Dylan does not want to advertise ever, right? He just wants yeah. to connect with people and he wants to build communities. Um, so but we're trying got, to figure out- He is advertising, right? And so, but his advertising is more natural. Now, yes. you're talking the difference between how a creator advertises, which is by utilizing a platform. How does the ad, how does the platform, you know, generate revenue? Oh, okay, well, well, let, well let, me let me explain, Jordan. So like, if, if, we're, if we're going to be launching, and I don't want to get into the specifics of all the amazing things we're going to be launching with Dylan's ice cream brand, but if Dylan always needs to reach new audiences, right? If you know Dylan, what he, he throws ice cream around, he has fun with it, he interacts with people. Like if he was able to do something in the metaverse, right? And have interaction with people in just an amazing way beyond what he does even today on TikTok and YouTube, I don't know exactly what that looks like, but if everybody's in the metaverse, right? It just mm -hmm. opens up so many opportunities for just like, okay, he's a creator, but he's also creating a brand. He wants to create yeah. one of the world's most connected brands. How do you do that? You don't do that by serving ads. You do that by actually connecting with people. And the metaverse is an opportunity for lots and lots of connections that are more authentic than traditional advertising. And I think it's a game changer I think the big question today, and I don't know that we're going to have all the answers, 
is where is the money in the metaverse? Okay, where is the money? And I want to challenge the dumb money community in our Discord, dumbmoney.tv forward slash Discord. Can we please change, maybe change the NFT channel to just meta or metaverse, right? Because I want to think about NFTs. Um, but don't you think the conversation around NFTs is a separate conversation? The NFTs are a component of the metaverse. It's one investable portion of the metaverse. But it's not so maybe the we, metaverse. Maybe we have a separate well, metaverse channel. that are investable on the metaverse, right? So you've got uh, um, what's the uh, what's the game? So there's a play uh, sandbox, so you can invest in sand. They've got coins. Yeah, Axie Infinity right? has their tokens. What's that? Axie Infinity is another one. Yeah, Axie Infinity. That's another one. You can just buy the tokens, right? So you don't even have to buy an <coughs> NFT. And so with those things, um, you could invest that way. There's a great, uh, I'm reading some of the comments here and a company that we were invested in early on as a private company that I've actually sold almost all of my shares. I don't think you guys have. The more Which I think about it is unity. about as I, ideally suited as possible for the metaverse, Unity. I mean, Unity, mm, I kept literally, uni uh, yeah. and that that was uh, Lay's Lay's. Thanks for reminding us about Unity. I think Unity absolutely is like right there when it comes to the metaverse. They have made... They basically have staked their entire future on, um, you know, basically on, you know, augmented reality, virtual reality, on all the engine, right? The gaming engine behind that, being able to build that out. Uh, Unity is potentially a huge play. <clears throat> and I'm going to look back into Unity again. I might actually ink my stake uh, back in Unity. Yeah, I still buy Unity also, which I feel really dumb for selling. But, um, do but we, it was also all right, like we a can't... Act, right? So it's, uh, it's tough to... I don't think yeah. we can have a conversation about the metaverse and and the way to best make money off it without talking about crypto because the metaverse is global. Okay, the metaverse might actually. You know, I read an article where it was like the metaverse might be the way. Is it the way that we connect with other civilizations and like other universes, like not physically but through the metaverse? I mean, I'm not even going to go down that road right now. But let's just talk about let's on on Earth on Earth. If the metaverse is a thing and the metaverse blows up, can we all agree that that is a perfect, perfect setup for crypto? And if it's a perfect set setup for crypto, what coin is it Ethereum? And let's this is where I want to go back to Jordan and Dave, because I think both Jordan and Dave, uh, you know, are making some moves. And Jordan, you've been against crypto for a long time, I've I think never primarily been crypto. I've never been against well, crypto. You've never been for it because you felt that it didn't really provide utility, the type of utility that was real. And I think you're the type of pragmatic mind that you're not going you never invested in gold for that reason, because gold generally has virtually no utility, right? It has some utility, but not not equatable to its value. It's got industrial um, use utility and people make rings out of it, you know? Yes, but it's not equivalent to its value. That's not how really how gold is right. valued, right? So why don't you talk about the process you've gone through? And I think you're starting to turn the corner, not for all of crypto, but you're starting to see a little bit more utility. And now you're, I don't know, want to put the words in your mouth, but you might be considering an investment in crypto for the first time in your life. Oh no, I bought, I right. bought some Ethereum, right? I feel like that's a normal thing to do. <laughs> All right, there it is. He's so casual. But no, I mean, figure, you just have to you have to know about these things, right? And so, is this the best way to capitalize on some of the things that are going on right now? Maybe, maybe not. I think there are certain things that I'll still don't think that I'll ever do. 
in crypto, and that is I'll never buy an NFT that is a GIF. Thanks, Dave. Um, how about a like how about a, a GIF? Gorilla or something. <laughs> I just won't do it because it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't provide any utility to me. But, but that's I, because you don't I, yet like live in the metaverse. I do see a use case for NFTs and metaverse and gaming and things like that, I think, are the perfect use case for NFTs. <laughs> and so uh, I think so right. with, with Ethereum, basically, you're, just, you're betting on the platform and, and Ethereum is the basis for a lot of these. Um, the other one being um, Solana, I think, would be a good choice. And it's one that I'm open to, to holding on to also. Um, but I'm not a gamer. I'm not a picture collector. So... You know, if there was an NFT that made sense to me, I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. But you know, I'm I'm not I'm not into the gyps, and I don't play games. That was so. the most that little combination of words was the most <laughs> passive aggressive jab. Picture collector, picture collector. He he chose those words very carefully. Yeah. He just wanted to. He just wanted because he, he doesn't want to mess. He, he doesn't piss off the art world. But he's saying that pixel, pixels aren't art. Is that is that what I'm hearing? It's, it's something. It's something. It's a no way. That's all right. I understand what people are doing. And I think the biggest thing with some of these NFTs that, again, I I won't ever buy, is that you're buying into a community. Now, I have communities that I like to deal with. And so I've got friends and things. So I don't need to buy those friends. But if you were looking to purchase some communities or friends, and maybe you could do that through an NFT. And that would be perfectly. I'm not that person. But that's, you know. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> There's a little bit of truth, by the way, in everything that Jordan says. There's a little bit of truth in everything that he says. Um, okay. <laughs> it's, it's true. Okay, so Dave... No, think, like, uh, there so, are, so like, with the, with the whole thing, there it is a community-based thing, especially with some of these, you know, like like Chris likes to call them blue chip projects. I, I could totally understand how that would be something that somebody would be interested in being a part of. Yeah, I think I think sometimes it's the art, and I think there is definitely artistic value because art sometimes is more valued based on its representation of a, a cultural movement and a point in time that was really an impactful time. I think CryptoPunks is encompasses everything that the NFT, the birth of the NFT movement, was about, and is such a like. I think CryptoPunks are just such a special project. Um, I think Board Ape ultimately will be as well. I also think the new CloneX project that's coming out from Artifact, uh, which are the first truly detailed um, uh, avatar, three-dimensional avatars that are really built for the metaverse, that comes out in a week or two. I think that will be a special project. I'm invested in all of these, obviously. But day, uh, Jordan, I respect what you're saying. I love Ethereum and Solana, and I totally agree that if the metaverse is coming, even if it takes longer than we anticipate it for it to get here, I think, I think that they'll be built on Ethereum and Solana uh, and other cryptos that have utility and allow us to transact um, in the metaverse for sure. Game changer. Now, when people but, say the metaverse, that's the only thing that really kind of throws me for a loop because the way that I understand it right now, there's no the metaverse. There are metaverses, right? There's correct. different platforms. And so, and right now, it doesn't appear that anything's really transferable between them. And so that's where I don't really know what... <laughs> Facebook's goal is, are they going to create their own siloed? Are they wanting to interoperate with some of these that are already existing? I, that's, that's, you know, I've got my questions. I, I, I would like, I bet you that Facebook is primarily focused on ad revenue. So because of that, I bet you they are going to be super open 
uh, to not having it be siloed and having it be way more open than Facebook was and Instagram has been in the past. And they're not as concerned about having to own the cryptocurrency because they already tried to go down that path and look at how it worked. I bet you that Zuckerberg is open to allowing I think he understands that he can't. It's just not going to work. If he tries to pull that off, he will. No one will have anything to do with it. But if he well, allows here's another it to be point. So um, uh, we just had a comment. Um, I'm going to butcher this. Wasim, um, I'm guessing, uh, AR is the future. VR is a smaller niche. Um, and so, and, and that's another thing. Are they going to try to get into AR to where they're you know just trying to augment natural experiences? Are they going to try to create their own worlds through VR? Now, I remember the first time that I heard of some of these AR type projects. Dave and I were um, sitting beside each other at the Capital Factory and Dave got pitched. Um, what was that one called? Um, something World. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was, it's, it's a Super something world? world. Super World. And it was. And basically, this, people were buying digital real estate, but it was all. It was tied to real places in the, the real world. world. So, yeah, yeah it's yeah. basically. In this one particular metaverse, you would own, you could buy Times Square, and that yeah. was, you could then sell it to someone else. Um, I never really, I didn't invest in it. Um, I never really understood why that would be the only way you could buy Times Square. Why couldn't I just whip up my own metaverse and say, okay, well, here's um, Super Duper World. And right, and so that's the thing is you don't know which metaverse is going to win out yet, right? And so it's a little bit early to try to put all your, you know, eggs so, in one yeah. basket. Yeah, and so I, I want to talk about something that's super interesting. I, I, I don't know if I texted you guys this yesterday, but uh, a friend of a friend was in a meeting yesterday, and there is a guy who actually has a ton of land in, I think, the Sandbox and a couple of the other ones, and he has a full-time real estate broker who acquires, sells, manages, and leases out that land. He also has 70 horses in the NFT platform Zedrun and has a full-time stable manager who is breeding NFT digital horses and racing those horses full-time. That's a full-time position right there. And then there's another one, what I think you, you mentioned earlier, again? Dave. What? What do you do with these digital horses once once you... You race them. You race them for money. You race them for Ethereum, Dave. And so you race and breed horses. And I bought my first uh, chicken yesterday that I'm going to be breeding and racing in Chicken Derby. Uh, it's a Wait, polygon. Are you NFT. With fighting them? Is it chicken fighting? They're not. It's, it's not chicken, chicken fighting. It's chicken racing. Okay. Uh, it's the it's polygon chicken chicken uh, chicken derby. Uh, I got a really nice chicken, and uh, I think we'll but do well game, together. Right? So is this another like this is a game that the NFT that is a game. And I think games will be. It is a game. I think games are obviously going to be a big part of the metaverse, um, obviously, for obvious reasons. Uh, gaming yeah. is a huge part of the metaverse already, and that will continue to be. The question is, will the gaming become more inter interlinked, right, in terms of being able to carry characters and money across one game to another? Um, that's kind of the big question right now. No one knows exactly how that's going to play out. Again, more questions and answers. I think there will be a large period of creative destructionism when it comes to the metaverse, just like anything else. I don't think we could pick winners today. So yeah. what we're trying to do is, regardless of who wins, I think are there some opportunities that it doesn't really matter where the winner is because they're going to win. Ethereum. Well, yeah, do you pick some foundational Spons technologies like we already yeah. mentioned Unity? Uh, do you, you know, Unity? I think Kevin brought up Matterport in Twitter earlier today. I'm sure he had a video about it. I don't know much about them. 
Yeah. Um, well, see, I and I think you're right. It's the, the creative destructionism makes it a little too early and risky for me to want to put substantial amounts of money into right? Like, playing around with the occasional, yeah, you breeding your chicken or whatever it is, I mean, that that's a way to play this and but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put you know a hundred thousand dollars into a chicken I might consider that for a crypto punk something Wait, that Chris, has did you put that into a chicken did you put a hundred thousand no. dollars into your no, chicken no no it's a few thousand dollars no just okay. a few thousand dollars but each of these little things that you're dabbling with a few thousand dollars ends up like is there any kind of longer term vision for that is that going to just like disappear like I so remember Dave, I, early in early in crypto, there was a whole bunch of coins that you know we were collecting them on Binance, and then it was like, okay, well, all of these have gone to garbage except for Ethereum and Bitcoin and you know just the handful of ones that that we knew were the legit ones. Remember when you called? I was on vacation. You called me. I was standing on a beach, and you told me the Internet of Things is going to be the next great thing, and you had me buy IOTA. I don't recall how that uh, did. Let me just pull up a chart. <laughs> <laughs> Iota, I was all about Iota. That oh, you're so true. into that. that. That was a long time ago, though, right? That was yeah, years that was a long ago, time ago. I'm hold, but, I have not pulled up a price chart on Iota in forever. I'm almost the whole concept with that coin was that like your devices could spend Iota, right? Yes, correct. Yes, it seemed um, like a great concept to me. So I just oh, pulled Dave, up. Oh, Dave, it's a... doing well. Iota's doing well, Dave. Look, it's basically. It's higher than where it was when I told you about it. I have to yes. I have to hide uh, soul because that throws off all my things. <laughs> no, Iota, I, I could only get an Iota USDT uh, No, no, chart, just pull an Iota chart on, it's uh, higher on than, Coindesk. Yes, it's higher than when you told me about it, but that's, uh, being in anything See, else would have been better. Well, yeah, I mean, it was down for like two years, but it, look at it, look at that pop this year, man, in Iota. So you would have been totally fine. You would have made money. You stayed in my. I might still have Biota somewhere. I gotta check that out. Well, you should probably uh, um, yeah, check your check your wallet. I'll never figure it out. Um, <laughs> he, all right, here's the thing. I think uh, I think there are some some trades here. I I do like Unity. I do like Ethereum. I do like Solana. Um, I think Matterport's one we'll have to look into. I don't want to mess around with Facebook necessarily as a metaverse play until I see more. I feel like we'll have an opportunity to see what Facebook has done in the metaverse before we have to make a decision on should we invest in Facebook based on the metaverse or not. Um, I have another thesis. I, By the way, I do like buying some of these smaller NFTs because that's how I learn. And a lot of times they work out, sometimes they don't work out, but I learn by doing. So by actually buying a chicken and racing it, I can connect with that side of the NFT or the metaverse in a way that I can never connect with them just by reading an article. So I, I actually enjoy going through the process and doing it. Um, I think just like art, because I think a lot of people are very concerned about NFTs right now. And I do want to talk about NFTs for a moment because there are so many NFTs coming out every day, 10,000 of this, 10,000 of that. They're all like they're all like slightly different from the last one. Just like art, how much art is there in the world? So much of it. There's just so much of it. How many restaurants are there in the world? Insane number of restaurants open up every year, right? But that just substantiates the market for those things. And what happens is those that survive 
okay? And I think CryptoPunks are going to survive. It just makes them that much more impressive that among the 8 million NFT projects that came out, here's only a few of them that are still around that are their communities are now stronger than ever because they've lasted through that creator destructionism and they're still around. Um, I think there's a real opportunity in NFT and it's really focused around Coinbase's marketplace. We know that Coinbase is coming out with a marketplace. It's going to happen in, I think, early 2022. They have a million and a half people on the wait list. There are currently only 100,000 NFT wallets. Uh, I think I think unique people in NFTs right now. I think there's 170,000 wallets, but there's some duplication. So it's estimated to have about 100,000 people trading NFTs right now. You have a million and a half on a wait list at Coinbase. Another 60 million in Coinbase, some portion of those 60 million are going to get in the NFT game, okay? Just like they got they, into the they were get in with why wouldn't they just get in now if they were planning on Why are you kidding me? It's insanely difficult to You've open been up on a the wallet. Text. Yeah, nobody knows how to yeah. open up a, get a wallet. Transferred over. Dewey. Jordan, you're an engineer, but, dude. You're an engineer. Like no one thinks no one is as smart as you. People just don't like dealing with that. The same way that People didn't buy Doge until it became available on Robinhood, and then everybody bought, bought Doge because it was sitting there and it was the one way for them to participate. Yeah. This is what we have to re realize. When Coinbase- I just feel like there's so many videos on the internet of like how to do this. I made one. People will walk you through it. I mean, it is not rocket science. Uh, you it get is a, like one of the major exchanges and then you get, then you get your wallet and you start okay. moving it around. Perfect example. All the dads in my neighborhood are all trading, not trading, but like invested in crypto somehow through Robinhood or like whatever, yeah. because it's so or Coinbase. They're all in Coinbase or Robinhood, and they're and they're 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 all in like various crypto. None of the dads in my neighborhood are owning NFTs. None of them, zero, right? Just zero. But if they put NFTs on Coinbase or Robinhood or anything else that they're already on and make it so easy for them to click a button to buy an NFT. They're going to read a story in the Wall Street Journal about this NFT or on the Today Show. They're gonna see something and they're gonna then they're gonna see it on Robinhood or Coinbase and be like, oh, that's cool, I gotta do that. The kid's gonna tell them about it and they're going yeah. to do it. So it's a game changer, I think. I'm all about arbitraging the expansion of markets. And we're seeing a mechanical expansion of markets here, unlike we've ever seen in our lifetime, because there's simply no way to mechanically do something until you can mechanically do it. And that is the cleanest arbitrage opportunity in the world. And what's fascinating you know, about what the Coinbase marketplace- the arbitrage opportunity in the world is actually making NFT. So like, those are the guys that are making the most money right now, is people- uh, are Yeah, people that, yeah, I mean- They'll go, true, they'll get the artists, Right, they'll create their ten thousand NFTs and they mint them, and then the guys why that are have we not done that, that are making I know, all the money right should. now. We why? Should. Why do we? Why have we not hired some like famous artist and just minted ten thousand unique things? That's it. That's I, I know. That's the whole formula right now, and it happens over and over again, and they all seem to sell out if you get enough hype around. Not them. all. Not all. Well, right now we're in a little bit of a slump for uh, the ten thousand item NFTs, but. Yes, but listen, but I do agree with your the thesis on Coinbase becoming the easy, low, low barrier to entry to try out NFTs for the first time. Because but wait, Dave, you and I know how easy it is. But, but as soon as it's not just NFTs, it's 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 Solana NFTs. Coinbase is not going to come out with just Ethereum-based NFTs. That's the game changer. So when you're on Coinbase for the first yeah. time, it's going to be just as easy to buy. 
a Solana NFT as it would an Ethereum NFT. And then who wants to pay the gas fees at that point? So this is a really interesting moment, I think, for Solana, unless Ethereum 2.0 is ready to go by that point in time. But I've heard even that is, is not as efficient as Solana. Jordan probably knows well, better Solana's on just the... crazy efficient, right? Um, it, it's, it almost doesn't make sense how efficient it is compared to the rest of the cryptocurrency. It's just a completely different mechanic, and the mechanics of how it operates are just totally different, It's a different, different right? chain technology. Yeah. Um, they, they, it's like a multi-chain you know, something. I mean, you're talking 400 millisecond block creation versus like 10 second block creation. Mean, it's, it's, it's a different animal. Yeah. So uh, listen, but Dave, don't you? So what, what were you saying, Dave, about this being an, a, a way to experiment? Is that well, it not changes? Enough? It changes everything because, like, remember when you and I were like figuring out how to buy these weird altcoins before anyone else had access to it because we were like willing to do the research and open these weird accounts in foreign countries. Uh, then Coinbase comes along, and then, like, my my dad was trying to figure out how to buy it. Not not really, but. I remember there was a Thanksgiving dinner that that was the discussion. All the old people were sitting around saying, oh yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to buy some of that Bitcoin. I, that sounds like that sounds like a good thing to do. And it hit its all-time high, and then they had the crash, and then it's recovered. So hopefully everyone held on to their Bitcoin. But, I mean, that was because they could easily go on, on their phone, download an app that is from a trusted U.S. company, and deposit money immediately, and just buy something, right? And if it was that easy to just say, oh yeah, I like this pixel art of, a per you know, whatever, I'll just buy it. It just, it takes away the whole idea of, I think MetaMask, I think the word meta still scares people. And I think MetaMask scares people. And I think uh, OpenSea, nobody knows what that is unless you watch YouTube videos. Um, I say nobody. I'm saying I'm, I'm talking about like just people who like people who watch this obviously know probably way more than we do about the metaverse. But but Dave, you, you're you're right. You're right. Here's it, my Doge. It, I'm, it, I'm putting all my money it, in Doge. That was my listen, announcement. It, it's proven how many wallets exist with NFTs in them versus how many people own Doge. It's just there's no comparison. Like yeah. the number of people investing in these altcoins is exponentially higher than NFTs because they're accessible through regular platforms right and that's about mm -hmm. to change and yeah. so i see that as a massive short-term arb opportunity that's why i'm not giving up on nfts even though they have they are in a bit of a low a small bit of a low here really not not in terms of how much cash they're worth that the the the, the in terms of how much Ethereum they're worth, it's, they've gone down a little bit, but the price of Ethereum has gone up so much. Uh, it's it's propping up the value, market. Yeah, it's propping yeah. up the market big time. Yeah, cash cash value is still high. So what I think my trades here on the metaverse today are Ethereum, Solana, probably Unity, um, and then also a selection of NFTs that I think are either one blue chip nfts or if not blue chip nfts that are going live on the when is the doge demi going to pump <laughs> on the coinbase marketplace uh -huh. especially uh cardano and or solana nfts assuming that they are going to be available on the coinbase marketplace i think that is super interesting because it's going to level the playing field with ethereum based nfts yeah. and i'm planning on keeping a close eye on any announcements of um projects that are announcing that they're going to that they're approved and intend to be live on the on coinbase the platform coinbase especially solana and cardano 
NFTs. So similar to like, I, I don't know if, if, I know I didn't do it. I don't know if you did it, but we talked about perhaps just whenever a new coin gets listed on Coinbase, just because Coinbase has an audience, just buy some the day it gets listed. I don't. I don't uh, even know if that would be a strategy that would work. But would you like just blindly, not not caring what it is, if they did whatever it takes to get on the Coinbase marketplace, would you buy it just because it's there? Well, I, I think I would buy it before it. Go, go, they'll be announced before the marketplace co becomes live. So I would buy it on off the marketplace before it goes on the marketplace because those levels will be similar. So if you buy it in a private wallet a week or two before the Coinbase marketplace goes live, mm -hmm. you will then own that NFT. If the NFT goes live on Coinbase, rockets up, then I would imagine the entire market for the NFT, even the ones that trade off of Coinbase, should float up to similar valuations. By the way, we haven't forgot Roblox. Roblox is, uh, Jake, a super interesting metaverse play here. And I think just in general terms, if we're going to continue to be accepting of kind of metaverse concepts and building in the metaverse, especially with younger people, really no one else is better positioned than Roblox to take advantage of that change in mindset, right? Of, of people being very accepting of that. Because when you think about it, guys, imagine if the metaverse becomes so large, which I think it will, where it becomes a profession for a lot of people. And this is maybe a conversation for another day, but I think we're going to see a massive transition because of robotics, automation, and AI, and automation, if I didn't say that already, I think away from traditional jobs to creative jobs, okay, that mm -hmm. are entertaining, creative, building, designing, a lot of that will exist inside of the metaverse. I think metaverse jobs are going to become a really big deal the next 20 years. And if that's true, Every parent is going to want to have their kids building in Roblox, right? Because it's almost like a training ground um, for the metaverse. So I actually see Roblox as being able to almost, it's like a tailwind, right? For that company. Wouldn't you agree? I haven't really even thought about that. Yeah, I guess if you're sitting around playing a game where you're learning to build in 3D spaces, you're kind of like a designer who might be able to build this. I don't know, that's, that's kind of a stretch. Uh, listen, it's not a stretch because that's how it's already happening, right? Like it's already, it's Roblox. It's just fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating what that company has done for those of us not watching it, right? To just the generation underneath us. Like if you're age like, you know, six to 20, um, how many of those kids grew up playing and building on Roblox and it's only getting bigger every year. So again, interesting play. Oh, by the way, everyone keeps saying Sh <laughs> Shiba. Uh, Shiba Inu. That's where I'm, I, I, that's my announcement. I'm buying a million dollars of Shibu Inu and I expect to be a billionaire by the end of the week. Um, <laughs> Dave, I have a problem. <laughs> I know for a fact, 99.9%, .9 I bought it. I bought it back in like, I don't know, whenever it first started to spike. I have no idea where I bought it. I well, go back remember. and watch every single episode because I think you talked about it and I think you had to do it somewhere in not your normal account because it wasn't available on uh, I, Coinbase yet, right? I can't find... If anyone could find the episode where we talked about how we were buying Shiva earlier this year, if you would please email chris at dumbmoney.tv <laughs> and just tell me where I tell bought me. it... I, Is there a bounty for this? It. Because it might be worth the research of watching every single live show we did. Um, I'm, like I right mean, around I'm the time to... when, when the news was breaking about it 
the very first time. I don't want to guarantee a bounty, but I'm not going to say I'm not going to give a bounty to the first person that finds it and heals emails me where I, I bought this thing. I have to find it, man. Like, it's driving me insane because I don't think I want to own it long term. I, I, it's not like I have that much of it. Oh, crap. I bought on Kraken, someone says. But Did I you? feel like I had issues getting on Kraken. Because, like, in Texas, I don't think we can trade. Are we able to trade on Kraken? You can trade on Kraken. You cannot deposit money into Kraken. So you can deposit Bitcoin into it. They won't let you send a bank wire or, like, a. you can't send a wire for more than, like, $10,000 in Texas. Okay, Michael, please email me, Michael. Let me know who you are and maybe, who knows, maybe I'll give you a bounty if that's true. I'll, I'll look into Kraken, see if I have a Kraken account some, somewhere. Um, I know you have a Kraken really... account because I think we set them up around the same time. That would be awesome. I don't have I any Sheeb. I wish I had some I, Sheeb. I bought, I bought, I bought Sheeb, and I, I want to say it was ten to twenty thousand dollars a Sheeb at the time. And uh, yeah, you might have a billion dollars right now. <laughs> no, it was. I bought it high. I bought it pretty high. I think it wasn't like I didn't buy it at its low point. That's for sure. Because I was, well, it was really a while ago, though. Down. It was a while ago. So I'm gonna look into that today. Do we want to have? I mean, we've been going on forever. Do we want to have the ice cream conversation now? Because technically, the deadline. Oh, I want to hear day. about uh, Dave. Dave. Dave was going to say something about Amazon. Oh yes. What's oh, that we all do about, need Dave? to talk about. Hang on, oh, I'm, first, I'm just I've looking up get, a sheep. Can I have a minute? Yes, you can have a minute. Yeah, I'm going to look up crack. And mute yourself because I can't mute you. So uh, this is this is the uh, quote for Sheeb. I don't, I don't know what this initial drop is. I don't know if that's just the way that they're reporting it or if it actually opened into zero. But um, if we get past that, what if you bought it on this day? What if you bought it even at this all-time high right here? You'd still I be up 200%. Oh, oh, I have a pre-populated password on Kraken. It says it doesn't look right. I'm going to have to reset my password. All I know I is I was watching a TikTok earlier, and somebody had bought like a few grand worth of Shibu, and it's now worth five billion dollars, and they hadn't touched it yet. I wonder if that's Camilla. No, that's someone that bought it way. way <laughs> that early, might be. <laughs> oh my god. Um, you look like you're in Roblox right now. Does your uh, internet need a reboot? Oh, I'm not actually hardwired connected today. That's my bad. I, I can tell. I forgot. <laughs> okay, so I don't, I don't have any major news other than what I've already said, that I've moved a million dollars out of my brokerage account and into, um, it's actually just sitting in my checking account right now. Because you I had a decided, bunch of cash. You had sold some stuff and you have a bunch of cash, right? Uh, actually, so the at the time, uh, no, it was, it, it was, I was fully invested. I took out basically a million dollar margin loan. Oh, you and, did? Yeah. And moved it because I wanted to, I wanted to invest in some crypto and my thought was i'll just dump it in bitcoin as a you know safe place to drop it for a little bit safe you know uh and then i you know I, i'm in i'm in all the ones that we like the, here's my this is my uh coin diversity chart so i'm mainly in bitcoin right now but i have yeah. um about 20 percent eth 20 percent soul and just a little bit of uh polka dot um and I like that. Uh, I don't know what I should buy. So I'm, I, I wanted to talk to the two of you to see what I should do with my million dollars because I kind of want... Buy, buy HBAR. What's HBAR? Hedera. I've uh, heard it's kind of the narc of crypto. Leon doesn't like it. I don't, I don't know enough about it. 
I, I was thinking, I was thinking, like initially I was thinking I'm going to put this into blue chip crypto. I was going to just do another Bitcoin and Ethereum split and maybe a little bit into the up and coming Ethereum competitors, right? That that was going to be what I did. And just, I, I just put it and then forget about it and don't look back. Um, hope that I make more than the 2% margin interest that I'm paying mm -hmm. because I don't want to sell my Amazon. I don't want to sell anything. I basically am taking out margin just because I don't want to sell any stocks and I want to have more money in crypto, which I know that seems weird to take out a margin loan to go buy crypto, but... Um, I don't think that's... Not really. I, I actually think that's crazy, but for people that aren't me, I'm like, that's not crazy. <laughs> I don't think it's crazy at all. So I And then I also didn't know where to put it because I, I have my um, Coinbase Pro account and I was trying to do the research to figure out what the fees actually are. Wait, hold on a second. You took a margin. How much is, how much is your margin? What's it's your like rate? 2% or something. That's It's okay. low. Because I've got a line of credit that I think is like, it's like LIBOR plus or something. And I think I pay like one and a quarter percent. I'm wondering if that yeah. would be a better option. It might be. But then, yeah, I don't know. But it's variable, right? And so if interest rates shoot up, then, well, I mean, well, I guess so is what So is a margin. It's it's so something margin, plus, yeah. you know, 0.1 or something. It's yeah. like based on some indexed rate and then their, their profit. Yeah, it's probably not that far off from my line of credit. Um, subject to adjustment. They, they make sure to tell you that they at any time can just change your interest rate. Yep. But I just, I, did, I can't really decide what I want to do. And that's, this isn't just like a, a talking point for the show. I literally am trying to figure out what I should do with it. Dave, I mean, you should I, I'm not. A bunch of NFTs. You should hire an artist. Now, I, actually, I'm I could probably launch people, an entire oh, NFT for a million. At least four people that I don't know that are on TikTok have said that the people making the real money on crypto right now are creating NFT projects. And this is based on your uh, knowledge of what people this on TikTok my, have told you? Yeah, this is my extensive research on TikTok. Wait, what did they say, Jordan? The best, so the people that are making the most money on TikTok right now, and I could be wrong, yeah. this is what I've heard on TikTok, are the people that are creating NFT projects. Hmm. Yeah, I So mean, they hire the artists, I mean, they do the whole, they do all the work, whatever, and they put it. Like, should I buy Shibu Inu? Should I buy some of these rent? Should I buy just a little, should I build my own little mutual fund of uh, all the oh, random coins? No, you could buy some, just spread it around, baby, get some altcoins, like just- That's what I'm saying, if I, if I had just done that, like, the problem is the problem with Shibu, Shiba Inu or whatever is that the market cap's too high to really capitalize on it. And so it, it's already done, right? Can you make, could you double your money from here? Yeah, probably, but is it gonna be a 10X? I doubt it. The thing's not going to a cent. It's not going to a dollar. Um, no, it's not going to a dollar. If you wanna get into something early, find something early. And then if you but wanna get into something to... you think is useful, get into Ethereum or Solana or something, or Ripple or something that you actually think is a useful project. I mean, that's what yeah. I would do, but. I'm so upset here. It looks like maybe I set up a master key that I no longer have. Like, I mean, what the hell? Like, for your uh, off. I could be. What if I'm screwed? You're not screwed. I, I There's a way to recover it. Remember when I had key? to take a picture of myself holding my driver's license and a piece of paper saying that I am who I am, uh, and with like some special word on it, and then email that to the Chinese government, and it was just a real disaster. But I finally got got my uh, Binance account unlocked. I feel like I'm not going to be able to unlock this, but I'll keep trying. Um, sorry, guys. I didn't mean to, like, screw up our episode. Now I'm all obsessed with getting my... Wait, you didn't get in? You don't remember the password? His no, I password and I don't have it right. on my, like, password thing. Like, it's super weird. 
I don't understand why I don't have it. Did you try password as the password? <laughs> I'm not that bad. You try your. <laughs> you try the password you use for everything else. I've seen yes, some of your passwords. Yes, I did. <laughs> because I, I might go log one. into your Kraken account that. right now. <laughs> <laughs> like Dave's like thinking of the password from like eighth grade, like thirty years ago, that I still use sometimes. Um, oh my god. You still use it on more than you would probably like to admit. <laughs> Oh, well. You know, I have gone through and I have changed every password to like a full-on random differentiated just like SHA-256 hash that I paste in and it's all managed through a password manager. It is so freeing. I know no password and yeah. I know that if one gets broken, it doesn't affect the rest of my account. It's so freeing to do. Jordan, I tried done. the one password thing. It was so yeah. so complex and No, so you don't just... use one password. I'm not gonna tell you I'm not gonna tell everybody on YouTube what I use, but I will tell you what I use and it's amazing. Okay. I'll tell you. Or that you could on, just uh, use the one that's built into your iPhone and then syncs yeah, with right. iCloud. So that, that's I mean that's secure, that's your, built in. You're all Apple, it hooks into every computer that you have, as long as you're using Safari, and then it hooks into all the apps on your phone, your iPad. It's amazing. Yeah. And even if you use Chrome and you want to have your sec, uh, like Megan uses Chrome for some reason and has all of her mm. passwords separately stored there. And whenever she changes a password, it's like she never knows where to look. But, but yeah. you can, like, right in the uh, in the settings of your Mac, you can go to pa they they just call it passwords now in the most recent version. Where it's, it yeah. basically is like a one password, but yeah, it's really great. stripped down. And basically, version. you don't even need one password. And I even talked Adrian into doing it, and she does. She's She's on board with it now too. All right. Well, I want to know which one you're using. And so she oh, just yeah. uses like you know when it suggests you know a strong password, she'll use that. Mm -hmm. And if not, I gave her a command line to use OpenSSL and a SHA-256. Uh, okay. Well, maybe like, I don't want to use the one, one that you're using. Opening a command line and and shelling into my root server slash slash no. dot doesn't no. really do anything for me. No. That's no. so Jordan. All right. So. If you want to know what I'm doing this weekend, I'll be spending the rest of the weekend trying to figure out how to get into Kraken <laughs> to see how much sheep I own, dude. That is literally the rest of my... And by the way, I'm just going to be angry and, and just... I have, I think, three events this weekend. Tonight, we have a block party. You should come over for a block party, Dave. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming um, over. Are you coming over? Yeah, when when is, that? is that? Is that tomorrow? It's tonight? Tonight. I think it's oh. tonight. Oh, and good. I have something have... to do tonight. I forgot. Yeah, and I have a Halloween party is that tomorrow. My although block or is it only your block? Just, just, just my block. Yeah. And then tomorrow I have a Halloween party that happens to be at the same exact time as the most important SMU game of the year. I'm so pissed. I'm gonna be just at the party in a corner on my phone. I think watching the SMU game. Uh, just put in your uh, AirPod. Wait, the University uh, of Houston is the most important SMU game of the year. So far, yeah, absolutely. It's our top. You know what? They're Actually, not ranked, Houston, dude. They're like they're not even ranked. You guys are full on ranked. Jordan, Jordan, Houston's favored to win. How is that possible? They've got a loss and they're not ranked. No, Houston. Houston's record is not representative of how good they are. They're really good this year. They always, they uh, always they, actually have a really good coaching. Yeah, and, and and honestly, most people think that they'll beat SMU and then be ranked this week. So like, it's a big deal. The biggest uh, game but, of your season is not yet. It and you play. Uh, not if we don't beat Houston Cincinnati. this week, Jordan. Yeah. Not if we don't beat Houston, that game won't even matter at yeah. that point. So it's like, anyway, and then Halloween on Sunday, which is always, you know, in this neighborhood. So Wait, I think, so I think what, I'm going with you on Sunday, Amazon? too. So Dave, are you still Yeah, what's the deal with Amazon, Amazon, Dave? I'm just mad at them. 
they're oh. back to break even for the year. I have, they're my largest single holding and I have not made a single, I basically could have been moved all that money into an interest-free checking account and it would have done the exact same as sitting in Amazon stock. And then they have, and I also am mad at you, Chris, and you, Jordan, because you weren't smart enough to tell me, hey, by the way, supply chain issues could be a problem for Amazon. Oh, the, the fact that nobody is that available to work might be a problem for Amazon. Everybody, including I know. What's... Shopify, by the way, who came out and said that, it, that they're running into issues, dropped 7% and then recovered in the same day. Yeah. So why didn't Amazon do that? I mean, I'm, like I'm just, because money. Amazon's too big and they spend so much money, they're just ramping okay, up to spend money. And uh, I'm just mad at them because Dave, they, first of all, they Amazon said all the things training. that we knew that they were going to say in earnings, but I didn't have the forethought to say, oh, maybe I should, maybe I should have some puts. Maybe this will go down enough that it would actually make my puts worth something. Maybe I should Dave, write some calls. Amazon is reading where they were two days ago. What are you it's talking about? This is good chart. Up my screen. Who cares? Or it's the one chart. It's like, it's literally trading where it was two days ago. It's not even down. It's it's where it was 36 hours ago. I thought it was going to be a big deal, down. but my, my account ended up perfectly flat today. Oh, my account better been up huge today. Hold on. It, Amazon hurt, yes, but... Amazon hurt. Apple hurt. What else hurt? Oh, the oh my this is the one-year chart on Amazon. Look, look at all that money you made. And let me just put it in our normal colors here. Let me just add... Okay, can I just say something? If the, the, options, the options would not have made money. The stock, Amazon did not fall enough for, to cover the premiums, barely. So you would not have been better off buying put options, Dave. It would have been wasted they, well, money. It fell enough immediately. But had I, had I just moved all of my money into Bitcoin... No, instead Dave, of instead of being up five percent for the year, which is where I'm sitting at Amazon, you see that Amazon line? It's five percent. Could have been up sixty percent. Okay, let me just yeah. say this: Do you not think if I had been in that at Crocs, if I had been in, I am in Crocs. At some point, at some point, I don't know if it's a year or three or four years. Amazon is going to pop so hard and so big once we get through this little period because they're still investing so insanely on infrastructure. Um, they're, you know, dealing coming out of COVID right now. By the way, you AWS realize that it. AWS if I just, bought, if I had just sold it. all my Amazon and bought Shibu Inu, I would be up 800% right now. It's That's not that point. type of stock, Dave. And you, you know, know you I don't want to sell it. I know. That's why I don't want to sell it. I, I actually, I think of Amazon kind of like a checking account, right? I yeah. know the money will be there. Not FDIC insured, but it's, you know, Bezos insured. Um, it's only like yeah. 5% of my account, so like it doesn't bother me. Then. See, it bothers me a lot because it's a big, I don't even know what percentage it is now, but it's a lot. But I don't have anything more than 5%. No, I don't have anything more than 5%. Except okay, can we can we just, we have to talk about the ice cream investing because like this has to happen. I think we should talk Sunday about that night. as an episode. Don't you think? Okay, but it has to be this weekend, though, because like uh, Dave is not a good investor. Paper, <laughs> paper, pa paperwork has to be drafted up on uh, Monday morning. So anyway, all right, we we can talk about it on another episode. I, I, I Wait, guess. What are we talking about? We're I'm talking about um, our investment yeah. in the uh, ice cream company and how much we each want yeah. to contribute. Yeah. Because we have what? So, like, are we allowed to say? Are we allowed to say what allocation we have to this company? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we, I, yeah, we can we can talk about it. I mean, we're we're funding the entire company, and you know, we're pulling in a few strategics, and everybody that is investing in the company is essentially working for the company in some way, right? So, like, which you guys will, I know. Um, but I need to know it's a one point six million dollar fundraising. We're putting, guys, we're investing uh, one point six million dollars uh, in this ice cream venture. Uh, and we're going to talk about it in more detail when we can at a later date. But what I need to know today is how much money Jordan and Dave want to invest because we have other investors and we're just carving out allocations. And I need to know what you are so thinking. So help, help me understand what this money is used for. Okay, that's a great question because I actually just finished the spreadsheet uh, for use of funds. And the use of funds are... $43,000 for operational consulting, $145,000 for design, branding, and construction oversight, 10K, let's say, for visual merchandising, $360,000 needs to go into a letter of credit for the for the lease, uh, yeah. for like down deposit for the lease. That makes sense. Um, $160,000 to mechanically prep the site uh, with new HVAC and, and sprinkler enhancements for fire code and stuff like that. Uh, $900,000 uh, for site build-out, $200,000 for operational working capital. Uh, that brings us to $1.8 million. We're only raising $1.6, uh, but we're likely to do a small raise uh, at a higher, probably 2x valuation right before the store opens when there's more meaningful things to look at. Like we're going to have our the, the deal that we can't discuss today, we're going to have yeah. that deal fully formalized. What, is, going. what is our valuation on this current ice cream uh, 4. Po, 4.3 post. So we're raising $1.6 million at a $4.3 million post money valuation. Uh, so roughly, what is that? Roughly almost a, th a third. So the, the money is a, controlling about a third of the company, basically. Um, <clears throat> so we're actually... And the yeah. timeline for yeah. actually doing anything. Like, we, we already have this location. When, oh. when, how long? Like, it's a year for that location to open, right? No. The location is scheduled for late May opening. We are been working on a lease. We're going to sign a lease by next Wednesday. Um, we are, we have already have the interior of the restaurant designed out. Uh, I'll show, I could show it to you. We have the sketches. It's all designed. Um, it's amazing. Uh, it, we already have equipment uh, being sourced from the largest ice cream equipment company in the world that we're working a sponsorship deal with. Uh, we have everything is really moving pretty quickly. Uh, it's all happening. So the build out's going to start probably January, the actual physical build out of the store. It'd be like a four and a half month yeah. build out, uh, you know, between back of house, front of house. Then we have to staff it. Uh, you should definitely read, I have all the financial projections in detail of, to run the store uh, and what the cash flow will look like based on how many, how many scoops we're serving. How many serving. scoops to break ease, even on four million? So here's that, that was here's, a that was a legit question from our uh, live so chat. like I think it's not this is not the right number, but just ballpark ten bucks a scoop, and so there'd be four hundred thousand scoops. Uh, it's not ten. It's like six dollars and fifty cents. A right, scoop. but I mean, so like if you look at There's it also, from an order of magnitude perspective, you six rounds. Yeah, up so 10, so basically four hundred thousand. We no. Let, let me explain. If we're averaging. If we need to average cost, like you got, you know. no, we need to average about 600 scoops a day. 
um, for breaking, roughly six to six hundred and fifty soups a day. I just want and to frame this, that out for you. And okay? does this venture that we're talking about? Uh, well, I was I was actually joking about how many scoops to break even. I, I don't think. Well, that's no, a, but, I, but I, want know, I want you to know. I you know some because it's, it's a great question. So I was in LA uh, meeting with one of the largest ice cream places in LA and uh, out there, and I, I asked them. I just went in there and started interviewing them. I was like, "What? How many scoops do you do during high season?" And they say that they do up to 3,000 scoops a day during high season. And we have our Hold high on. season. Hold on, Bone doesn't understand this. He says scoops, not soft serve. So here's what you don't understand. No, no, no like soft serve. on mix in, like mix yeah. in type, you know, crazy this scoops. This is a very, so definitely scoops. yeah, That's we're not going to talk. experience. Yeah, we can't talk too much about how the ice cream is being prepared other than saying yeah. it's never been done before. It's never been done before. It's a brand new style of serving ice cream in a way that's never been served like this before it's never does, looked like this before does this initial investment include any other ancillary <coughs> revenue any of the other product lines that we've been talking about yeah yeah the the entity is going to be over the this is in the holding company that owns all the other product lines yeah so can we get a the ice cream stores one you can buy one. I mean, we don't have money to be thrown around. Can you tees, can't give but... me a t-shirt? No. Maybe, maybe. We'll be, maybe. Maybe we'll give you an one. NFT, though. We'll give you an NFT. We'll give you a really cool picture of an ice cream. We're thinking about it, doing some NFT. Um, but honestly, like, I think we're, we're modeling out, Dave, like 900 uh, scoops a day during high season and 450 during low season, which is super yeah. conservative relative to other what I would call flagship ice cream locations. Mm -hmm. And I think we're also going to have way higher. Like they don't do any merch sales. We're going to have, I think, massive sales too. So yeah. our average ticket costs will be way higher. Um, but uh, as you know, the flagship store is not why you're investing in this. You're investing in this for the venturable, scalable businesses that we're developing around the ice cream brand uh, that we can't really get into in the show right now, but we'll share with the audience later. But I need to know, listen, it's still at the end of the day, a high risk, early stage ice cream shop revolving around a single pointer, right? And super high risk. And we are going to have to have raise you, Have you done a background money. check on our single creator? <laughs> I spent so much, yeah, I spent so much time with him uh, the last few months. Uh, he, he, he's as good as it gets. Uh, yeah, his background check is he's been working at an ice cream shop for 10 years. Uh, for those of you all that don't know, <laughs> we've, we've been cream. talking about this. It's Dylan LeMay. It's the ice cream kid from TikTok and YouTube now. And YouTube now, uh, yeah. He, and, and YouTube. He, he blew up on YouTube. Yeah, he's still blowing up on YouTube. It's crazy, man. It's absolutely crazy. But he yeah. is probably one of the most genuine, nicest people I've ever met in my entire life. And what I'm realizing lately is that I didn't know is he's kind of real smart. Um, like, I, I, not that I didn't think he was smart, but he's like, when you start spending more time around him, like I'm starting to see that he's actually really insightful, and really intelligent. So um, it's gonna be an interesting venture, but what, yeah, I just need to know how much you wanna put in because we have to draw the paperwork one day. I'll take as much as you can give me. I mean, I'll, I'll give you whatever you want, uh, like that. I think, I think like, you don't want to put in half. You don't really want to put in half a million. That's insane. Yeah, I would do. I would do a third of what's available. Oh my god, that's. Insane. Well, we won't actually have that much available. I know we have some other. Out. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, so if you want to take a third of what's available, that would be more like four hundred k than five. I'd like closer to five hundred k. You really want that yeah. much? <laughs> oh my god! And Jordan, you're you're like at a hundred k. Is that the deal on you? 
Yeah, so just figure out whatever you want to do and what we have coming in, and I'm between one and 200k. Okay. All right. All right. So Dave, uh, let me let me just finalize the other all the other numbers yeah. from the other people. Because I know you want is. a lot too. How much? How much are you? Your target number that well, you that's would the like thing, to have. I wanted Chris a million. Work, right? <laughs> I wanted so, a million, but you know, we haven't done the work. So Chris. No, no, it's a, it's okay. I mean, it's okay. Like I, I wanted a million, but I can live with less. It's it's total. I, look, I I don't care. You know, I don't. All this money that I put in, if it makes money, is just going to the foundation. So it's a it's half a million not, dollars like, of ice cream is greater than a half million dollars of Amazon. That's Ricky's told me it that. It just seems in super real time. concentrated to me. Like I, I'm. It would make me. No, it what is, makes it me is. nervous is losing half a million of your money on something I'm so involved with. I don't want to do that. I don't want to like. That's why this is just like about. a normal startup. The way I think of it, though, is I haven't. Yeah, we've we've been not meeting with as many startup companies. I haven't made. I've made a couple of startup investments, but I haven't made my normal amounts that I have normally invested. And so I'm going to catch up and and invest in this one. That's a lot of catch up, dude. Wow. See, it's. I'm nervous. Or can you see? I'm. Nervous I can tell you how. Yeah, this makes you very uncomfortable. I don't. I don't want to be that nervous, like with that much of a concentrated investor. That that's the issue. Because like, if no one's investing like a crazy amount of money, then you know, I'm not that nervous. But like, that's a lot of money to take. Well, here's the question. So the question just came across on the scale of one to ten. Is from Mr. Superglibs Gibbs. I don't know. So where is the conviction versus other VC? Investment. So this is a different style of investment, right? And so this isn't yeah. like a. It, it, this is not really speculative. It's not VC. Like this there's, is it's, yeah. It's, there's nothing behind it other than, I mean, the fact that you're running so much of it is the factor that makes me nervous. Like literally. Yeah, because, it would make me. It like, would make me, me remember, nervous remember too. You, how how you said you never want to operationally be involved in another startup ever again, and now you're. Kind of you operationally and I'm going to. I'm going to try to not be. By the way, that brings up a great subject. I wish we weren't like two hours into this show because I wanted everyone to hear this. Um, guys, we need to hire um, an operational lead for this venture, and it's not someone to work in the ice cream shop. We actually have a, a couple different venture businesses that we're working for this ice cream shop, uh, and we need to hire an operational lead. Now, it's not going to be a crazy high-paying job, but it won't be ridiculous. It's not minimum wage either, right? Uh, but if you have someone in mind, or if you are the type of person that wants to move to New York, work with one of the greatest creators in the world, Dylan LeMay, and helping him build out his venture, uh, you will be doing a lot of work in the ice cream shop, but a lot of it will be out of it as well. Uh, and you're, I guess, I don't want to say young enough, because it's not about how young or old you are, but like in a place of life where you're willing to take a risk, and you don't need a six-figure salary because it's not a six-figure salary, but you will get equity. You will get definitely uh, meaningful equity in the company because you're going to be working your butt off for the next three or four years helping them build out this venture. You have to have some experience operationally uh, in business, right? And I, to some extent, you have to have some operational experience. Uh, maybe if you have early stage experience or just some experience, right? Small business, early stage, uh, please apply. Uh, what is, we have a, you have a place to apply. Why don't you just email me, Chris at dumbmoney.tv. Um, if you're that operational person, or if you have someone in mind and just let me know, but I do have this, that thing, we have another role that we need to hire for. We're hiring a full-time videographer slash producer 
content producer for Dylan as well. So that is even a lower paying position, but super fun. You're literally going to be just traveling around with Dylan, doing crazy videos every day, editing, doing thumbnails, uh, managing all that content as we open up this huge venture next year. Uh, that, I think Tejas has taken the lead on those applications. Sorry guys, I'll try to find an email here. Hold up, because I do have an email for that. Why don't you guys talk for a minute while I find this? I'm just thinking that we should probably also mention this in another show that it's not buried an hour and 16 minutes into us randomly so talking about stuff. So bad. Although the people who uh, are getting this information is, uh, they're, they're really dedicated. Uh, Jonathan, it is in uh, New York, New York City. Um, anyone who takes on the op man comes Chris's apprentice. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I will. I, I will. I will be working with you. You will um, work with Chris directly, but not uh, on a daily basis. Okay, Dave. We need. Can you do me a favor, Dave? This. Can you. Can you put this into the. Uh, hold on. Into the description. Can you put this into the comments or the description right now. This is a how. This is apply to be a video creative, an ice cream video creative, and this is not the operational role. This is the video content producer. Um, and it tells you all about the role, what you'll be doing, all that good stuff. And uh, we're closing applications December 1st. It tells you how to apply. Where is the... Oh, here it is. Tejashulur at gmail.com. So T-E-E-J-A-S-H-U-L-L-U-R at gmail.com. In the subject line, put video creative app in your full name. A short introduction of who you are, less than 200 words, a portfolio of videos, thumbnails, and other assets you have worked on, and a resume of previous jobs and education. We need to hire that role immediately. Like in the next four weeks, we need to hire that person. So if you would please uh, share that and anyone you know that would be a great video content producer for this project, uh, please apply. So, David, you and that, that link there. that link you sent me is uh, I I can't get it into the comments, but that link you sent me is just Whoa. way too long to actually do anything with. But if you can memorize that, you can screenshot and that. And work. actually, there's a new feature in uh, the latest version of iPhone that you can copy and paste text right out of a screenshot. So, put that to good use. But that is that is the link. Uh, can you do that? Do you know how to do that? Yeah. It's, it's can you do that and in, put it in the comments? I can't no? get to the comments right now. I, I won't let me. I, I can okay. read them. I can add them to the screen, but I can't actually post to the, the screen. Okay, so that email address that I just put in, email Tejas and myself on both the operational. And we'll we'll uh, talk about this again because right, it's yeah, literally and, and we're right. an hour and twenty and twenty minutes in. All right. Yeah. Okay, but still. It's, okay. So it's how time to can it's the, time to go. Okay. So no, no, real quick. How can the DM? I have to go to the bathroom. I've got to pee. <laughs> right, one sec, one sec. Uh, how can the DM community invest in this? We are, we are, act we are actively okay. exploring doing a crowdfund round uh, for this venture. Uh, it's something that we're exploring legally how to do it. Um, and if we're able to pull it off, and I'm going to do everything in my power to pull this off, guys, we will do a crowdfund round in the next few months for this ice cream venture. And the dumb money community, I promise you, along with Dylan's community, will be the very first people to know about it, okay? I will definitely let you guys know ASAP. Also, yes, I think there will be an ice cream NFT project coming here at some point down the road too. But uh, I don't want to get too far down the road with that. There will be an ice cream project, NFT project. 
Um, but yeah, guys, this is a super exciting uh, crater-led venture that I think has the ability to be absolutely massive. We're trying to build the world's most connected community brand um, with Dylan, and we have so many big plans for this ice cream. I mean, who doesn't like ice cream, right? And by the way, we have some amazing uh, investors that are coming in uh, that are highly strategic to the ice cream world and the crater world as well. So just some really great people. I can't wait to tell you guys more about it. But please email us if you have any leads to operational uh, prospects or content producing prospects. I wonder, you know, me, Kevin, when he's running for governor, he hired some content people. If he has any people who... Maybe. Maybe. We'll check, I'll check with him. Um, all right. So that, that was a lot, guys. We talked about the metaverse. We talked about crypto. This is Amazon. what our shows used to. This is why we do more concentrated, topic-focused shows now because yeah. this is what happens when we don't do that. And we really do appreciate 620 people sticking around until I'm not even going to say it's the very end because I'm sure we'll go on for another 30 minutes. Do you know what right. I just realized, Dave? We never got our happy hour drink. We did this whole episode, and Jordan no, Jordan was smart. Did. Oh, I've got one. Jordan was smart to get his drink during our first episode. Yeah. Save the Seas, which is how to make money while saving the oceans uh, for Mr. Beast. Uh, yeah. Save the Seas. I only day, have right? uh, I sparkling water. Yeah, I'm going to you buy. This is, this is uh, that What's watermelon your... lime water. Yeah. It's good. Mm. Well, I've got a nice right. Oktoberfest. Well, your right. internet must be drunk too. It just totally, <laughs> totally went out. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm full um, on hard wired. Yes, I, I did wash my hands. I miss the chill and chat. So this is what we like to do. On Fridays, we generally don't have as much going on. We can just hang out with you guys. You guys are awesome. Can for, I, wait, um, wait, Dave. Wait, I want to get my dog. I want to show my, my new dog. Oh, yes. So Chris got a new dog that uh, came over the other day. And Chimichanga was um, very aggressive because his puppy is, was hyperactive. But not like aggressive, but like she was like barking and then got scared and, and jumped into... Uh, why, why I've cream, why ice cream and not Tesla? Well, no, I'm already very heavily in Tesla. That's probably my, it, it keeps going up. It's probably my second biggest holding now. Amazon, which eventually Amazon's going to catch up. Maybe, maybe not. I you mean, never know. not, I mean, tes Tesla will, Tesla will flippening my Amazon at some point. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. You never know. Could, it could flippin'. So, um, so Leon wants to know when Dave and I are joining an NFT mint. Nervous, nervous about doing that. Didn't I? I, I minted a uh, Dogecoin. No, I didn't. Not a Dogecoin. Supposedly, that that Dogecoin uh, bit two dollars. Well, no, he's talking about joining a mint in progress, where like you can. Yeah, actually minting one. So you could like bid to be a minter. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't done that. I think oh, you look, have Jimmy, to. It's like a lottery, friend. right? Can you see on the screen? Like, you have to be. You have to be chosen. Can you see? Look. Oh, look. Look who's there, Jimmy. But Jimmy, they they, they Jimmy. really don't know how to look Jimmy. at screens. Oh, you guys have Jimmy. small dogs. Well, this guy's this this one's getting look, big. Jim, look, it's right there. It's, it's a right puppy. There. Look on that screen. Can you see it on that screen? Look, look, look. There's Jimmy. There's Jimmy. <laughs> this is this is what our uh, Zoom calls would have uh, resorted to too. Oh, look at that. Do you see him? There's Jimmy. Oh. Jordan, I think Jordan went to go get a dog too. Crypto uh, Daves, yes, Crypto Daves I did mint, and uh, they are on fire. <laughs> oh, 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 my gosh. That's Look at that. Awesome. Look at that. She's a good girl. She's a good peaches. Yeah. 
Look at that. Okay, first of all, if any, if you were to guess which of these three dogs would be named Peaches, it would not be the Black this Lab. This is Dakota. This is Dakota. You're talking about Peaches. Chimmy, Dakota, and Peaches. Yeah. This show has really gone to the dogs. Girl. Do you know what I just, I found out we're going to be out of town uh, Thanksgiving. We're leaving, uh, leaving Chimmy at home with my sister, and... Uh, we're gonna miss the dog show. We we've watched it together every year. Have you? You watch? Very... You watch it? Oh yeah, the National Dog Show. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty big deal. I don't really. I watch a little bit of it. I never really watched the whole thing. Uh, oh, we gotta and, talk about bark. And the, <laughs> uh, all all three of us have dogs, and none of us have actually signed up for BarkBox. Um, no, we're Chewy customers. In fact, I'm probably a Chewy customer for life because. When we, so we had, um, you know, we rescue labs and our last lab passed and they, we, we, you know, sent in to pause the subscription and they sent like a personalized letter and all this stuff yeah. just to, you know, give condolences. I thought, I thought that was Chewy. a really nice time. They sent, uh, Chimmy got a birthday card from yeah, Chewy. Yeah, they do. They're great. Yeah. Although I, um, they were, they were out of stock due to supply chain issues of her food. And so I did have to uh, buy the food oh, from really? Amazon, which is, I think it's the same price. Yeah. Um, are you gonna bring Are you gonna bring Chimmy over tonight for the block party, or is that too much chaos? Oh, I'll bring her. Yeah, she's she's chill. Okay. okay. Until Dakota okay. starts running around and jumping on her, and then what do you call Dakota? The tornado? Yeah, she she was a complete tornado. <laughs> she's a puppy. She gets excited when she sees her friends. And she looks very chill right now. She is. I've never seen her this chill actually. This, I, I mean, think it doesn't she's get in a new much room. more chill than. I mean, Chimmy literally will sleep on this table. Like, I can leave her on this table and she'll just sleep. She doesn't have a care in the world. Yeah, Peaches will chill until it's time to go for a stroll. I can't say I think the Peaches is word. speaking. Or, I mean, no, that's Dakota. That's Dakota. That's Dakota. Uh oh. That is a uh, golden doodle, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a little more golden than doodle, but, uh. Uh oh. <laughs> Yeah, she's about had her amount of still time. So, uh... Pete just hears the little growls and she's just Ooh. over there wagging. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I think that's a sign. We I think that's probably it. Wrap this, wrap this thing up. All right, guys, we'll be back. We'll be back next week. If you haven't uh, watched my video, go to Hey There Dave here and watch that uh, and hit the like button and I'll give a dollar to the Team C's organization. Thanks, Team C's, for uh, the merch. Now, also, please like this episode before you leave today. Just hit that thumbs up. We'd really oh, I assume it. that everyone who's still here after an hour and a half, they've clearly liked the video. And no, Matt, I really do not use Price or PE or anything like that. I'm pure social arbs. Sometimes I'll casually mention Price only because it's related to some information that moved the price. But Price alone, I don't place value. I do look at Price because usually Price is related to information. So if I see a price move, I'll try to find the information that moved the price to see if that was what I was trading or not. Um, we, we really appreciate it, guys. And, and right. Hey, 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 uh-uh. And uh -uh. that what was going on in my front yard, and that is why Chimmy had to uh, had to retreat <laughs> oh. and jump into my, into my arms. All right, I'm retreating now. I'm retreating. Later, guys. We're done, money. We'll see you next week. Have a great weekend.